Unicorns Unite presents Hold My Dice, a D&D adventure podcast. I'm Austin, your humble game master, and across from me at the table today... I'm Derek, playing Cuddles in the cat. I'm Mike, I'm Sherlock Gnomes. I'm James, and playing Jim. I want to know information about the captain. <gasps> okay, what question do we want to ask him? How come the captain isn't... Like, where I just want to know what the deal with the captain is. There you go. Tell you what. Since nobody else is around, I'll tell you why the captain stays in his cabin. Uh, we are not necessarily a... I don't want to call it a slave ship, but it feels that way sometimes. The coalition keeps sending these people from from one coast to another, essentially putting them away from their families, from their friends. <sighs> The captain finds this somewhat unsavory. We're supposed to be a trade ship. We're just humble merchants. And honestly, when it comes to transporting people, it's never a very comfortable thing. So he chooses to remove himself from it and not know his cargo when it happens that we have to transport the unfortunate souls like yourself. Well, who's actually sailing the (laughs) ship, though? The crew he's is. In his, who's steering it? The, Let's the go f- raid the store. The, the okay. first mate takes that on. Trang has always been the leader of this ship, at least from the point of view of the men. Uh, he is the right hand of the captain, and uh, it is accepted that his word is the captain's word. Mm. We motion him to walk off so we can go raid the goods. Raid the, raid the goods. <laughs> yeah, and sure enough, uh, Wait, he, he goes... Wait, has he paid you? Yeah, I would assume he also paid me on the same... He reaches into a coin purse that doesn't necessarily seem overflowing, but it, it has other coins in it. Reaches in, pulls out some in his hand, drops a couple back in, throws ten copper onto the uh, onto the table, and goes, you know, <laughs> I think I might have just had enough about the drink to head up and relieve myself. You boys will be okay down here, won't you? He just leaves the keys on the table as well. <laughs> he walks away, right? And he walks away. Yes, yeah, so the three of you, in silence, look down at the table where a ring of six keys is setting in front of you as Chops hobbles up towards the main deck. Well, right the store. Right the store. We walk over to the door of the stored goods. The little gnome here unlocks it. I reach up. Sure enough, you reach up. The first key you try works. Boom. And you open up. What you find in here are sacks of grain, bolts of velvet. There are very large casks of beer, mead, smaller casks of, of maybe whiskey we or up tonight, boys? brandy. <laughs> we could get a little drunk tonight. I'll grab the velvet for sure. Okay, so you now have a bolt of velvet. How are you concealing this on your person for the next... Well, it's just like a roll, right? 12 like hours. Roll? Put it underneath my, my, my garments. Wrap Give it around right under your tail. Sure, yeah, okay. Yeah, Give Down the back. But in behind my sword, that's gonna or my bow, because I'm assuming there's a stack oh, of weapons about there's, it. Oh, there's a very interesting point. Um, as people being transported across to a prison colony, essentially, none of you have armor. Shit. And none of you have weapons. There's got to be an armory on the ship. 
you do know that around the main mast, there are spears that belong to the ship, usually for pushing so off from a dock, but sometimes in, in order to defend. We have none of that gear at all is stored on the ship anywhere? You don't have any goods on you. What you have been sent with are a couple of silver and whatever you've earned on the way over here, and the bare necessities, a bag of what you would have packed from a place, but you were stripped of weapons or anything else you might so have on your way somewhere. onto the boat. You do have a bag somewhere. Like a duffel bag. Yeah. So I could tuck this velvet in that duffel bag. Yeah, you so could. Tuck the velvet in the duffel bag. Okay. And Mike, you have two of the smaller casks. Yeah. Wait, I mean, we can always stash uh, the keys for when there, we make pull. There was only one locked area of goods? There are a couple. You see lots of them contain same, same shit. pretty much the same shit. Yeah. The only one that would contain something different would be the, the kitchen where there'd be more of the, the food and you'd find more of the, the mead rations, a, a tapped keg there that you could, uh, that you we'll could we'll access. We'll grab a few fine wines that we can stash and we'll lock it back up and put the keys over in the kitchen. As you're, as you're grabbing these last couple people. items and locking up, uh, you hear chops wandering down going, oh, you know what? think I forgot my keys downstairs. I think I'll go and grab them. And he sees you guys grabbing a cask of the whiskey, cuddles, grabbing an armful of bottles of wine. It's a bolt of velvet. And velvet's already stored, bro. Oh. Chops comes up, and he hits your elbow of your left hand. I said you could take an item or two. I don't need you taking the entire wine stores. We do have ledgers on here. I can excuse an item or two, but if you take every bottle of wine we have, it's going to be suspicious, and it's going to be my head. I'm also an alcoholic, I guess. <laughs> drink <laughs> it. Drink it right now. <laughs> take one for you. And one for them to share, just because I know how much you like to drink. Ross <laughs> <laughs> a little. So we take two bottles. One velvet's already been stashed. You get you got a, you got a bolt of fabric which is now uh, folded up in your bag. You have a a <laughs> just tell them we're taking cask a cask of whiskey, which in fact he wouldn't know about the whiskey or the velvet, so he thinks you're just trying to take all of his wine. Mm-hmm. And he says you can have two bottles of wine, and that's what he thinks. We is got whiskey and wine. Let's get so out of here. So we take the wine, lock the door for him. Awesome, the keys. Pleasure doing business with you, boys. Cheers, mate. At this point, uh, night has fallen. Some of the crew has started to pass out. Just some of them just sleep under the stars when the fit weather's favorable like this. There are cots, uh, uh, hammocks downstairs. Since I've slept most of my day, I will stay awake most of the night. As a true cat does, bro. I like that. Is there anything in particular you guys do with your night besides no, sit and finish a bottle of wine? No, I get I drunk, drink. pass out. Okay. Uh, the night passes uneventfully, and we come to the next morning. Everyone has their breakfast rations. Uh, just a hunk of bread this morning. No orange, no cheese. Uh, sorry, boys, it's getting a little thin here, getting near the end. Morning duties are done. Decks are swabbed. Ropes are tightened, you know, the usual. The sails are pulled taut. And things are just starting to get into the rhythm. Uh, when you hear a cry from the top, Land ho! And the salty water whips against you as you lean out over the railing. Encouraged by the cry from the crow's nest, your eyes are drawn longingly to the horizon, desperate for the sight of solid ground. After almost a month aboard this ship, you find yourself impatient for dirt below your feet again. The need is strong enough to drive even the anxiety of starting your life in the new world from your mind. Your thoughts are interrupted by the tips of mountains exploding out of nowhere from the horizon. The mountains continue to grow as the ship draws closer to the shore. Colors start to distinguish themselves from each other, and trees stand out along the line. Port Hot, 
comes into view. Look onward. Next <laughs> <laughs> With a look on my face of the hope for good beginnings. <laughs> Mr. Got a bag full of coins. Mr. Cuddles, still mostly drunk. <laughs> stands yeah. stands stands heroically at the front of the ship, ready to go. And That's about it. Yeah. First mate Trang stands up up top near the helmsman, looking out. Hey boys, we're almost there. A couple more hours and you'll be safe inland and back with dirt under your feet. <laughs> you land lovers. The crew takes up a cheer as they know that shore is nearby and close at hand. The mood is jovial and everyone is celebrating as suddenly you are caught by a bump in the waves. In a reef. Everyone roll me dex saves. Mike, you get to add five to this. Derek, you get to add two. I got ten, so fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen plus two, seventeen. Seventeen. James, you get to add one to it. Nineteen. You all manage to keep your feet. You do see about a half dozen of the crew hit the ground. You look back at the first mate and see that he has a little bit of a concerned look on his face. And you hear some of the the other crewmates mumbling to each other, there aren't supposed to be reefs out this far. Definitely not this tall. Do what you said you were going to do. I'm a gnome. I'm going to do nothing with a spear. You go grab a spear. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go under the... Ca- is there a lookout? There is. Um, Can I run up to the top and be your lookout? Yes. You are going to try and make it up to the crow's nest, so you're going to roll me acrobatics, which means you're going to add plus five to that as well. Six, man. You have a eleven? Okay, you're able to scramble up most of the way. When the ship seems to hit something again. I need you two to roll me decks again. So that's plus one for James and plus two for Derek. Sorry, Jim Lee and Cuddles. Twelve. Passes. Does not pass. You are now prone on the ground. And with this bump, the ship comes to what seems to be a halt in the middle of the ocean. And I'm going to need everyone to roll me initiative, which is going to be a d20. Plus two for Derek, plus two for Mike, and plus one for James. I got two. Eight plus two is ten. I'm not a very initiative gnome. I'm not a go-getter. Laid-back gnome. Okay. Uh, Sherlock gnomes. From your perspective, halfway up towards the crow's nest, roughly 30 feet off the deck at this point, you can see from the sides of the boat surrounding and, and starting to come up and over the railing, large, thick tentacles. Fucking cracking, I told you. Shit, boys. So... Jim Lee will be first to act. Um, you are currently prone. Standing up will cost you half of your movement. As a dwarf, you can move 25 feet, so it'll cost you 12. Definitely have to uh, stand up. You stand up. Directly in front of you is the main mast, on which there are spears. Grab a spear. Jim Lee has equipped himself with a spear. At this point, all you have heard is the cry from the crew members who are aloft. One of which would be your your ally, uh, Sherlock Gnomes, but another one would be Spotter in the Crow's Nest, old man with very few fingers and uh, surprisingly even fewer teeth. <laughs> with this, because you don't have anybody in melee with you, you could choose to hold an action. You could try and put yourself into a better position. You could try and start handing out spears to some of the other crew. You do notice that most of the other crew have a weapon on them. You're going to hold an attack, which means if anybody comes within your range, within your five feet, you will be able to automatically lash out with your reaction. 
Okay, so next up would be Cuddles. I will go to the mast for a weapon as well. You we'll have two. As well. You're going to hold there as well. Hold an I want to see what the crew does first. Back to back with that. Okay, next up is going to be Tentacles. This one here is going to be able to make an attack against Cuddles. Because you are not wearing armor, your AC is only affected by your dexterity, and unfortunately that's going to hit. A large, greedy tentacle swings out from the side, catching you in the chest and knocking the breath out of your lungs for four damage. Dead. <laughs> you're, no, you guys, you're not dead. In fact, uh, you actually have more hit that points than our... You. <laughs> you have more hit points than our fighter does. Good thing I'm gonna get hit first again. Give him um, the next attack will come across at the crew member steering the ship. Uh, that will miss. And the last attack will come at the crew member at the four o'clock position, which will hit. And he will actually be grappled. You see, as this large tentacle comes out, hits him, and wraps around his stomach and lifts him 10 feet off of the deck. All right, uh, next one up in combat is the crew. The two up top attack that one there. The helmsman pulls out a knife, lunging forward with it and sinking it into the flesh, but not seeming to have too much of an effect. The other one, seemingly afraid of the large limb flailing about on his ship, takes a frantic stab with the spear in his hands and uh, misses wide to one side. Um, the captain pulls out a saber and he stomps on the deck to wake up the guys down below and says, I've asked ye all hands on deck. Let's show these land lovers what it's like to fight on the sea. And he pulls out a saber, swinging it twice at the arm in front of him, hitting once, dealing what seems to be a large blow as it reels back and you hear kind of a deep screech come through the water and through the decks. One crew member runs over there. She lunges forward at the same limb that the captain scored a hit on. And as the spear digs in, you see her grip it with two hands and force it over the edge of the ship and back into the water. That would bring us to Sherlock Gnomes. Uh, can I get to a better vantage point? You certainly could. You could make it all the way up into the crow's nest. Yeah. Yep. Give me another acrobatics check. Plus five. Seven plus five. So Seven plus five. Perfect. You're able to. Yeah, look like a one. You're you're able to scramble up into there, and you okay. pop in next to Toothless Mark. Uh, <laughs> is it? A, I want to look for something that would help out, like any sort of escape or advantage against the this Kraken. Something I could shout down to everybody. You do see the jolly boat in and behind the ship that is attached only by a rope. Uh, it's been dragged behind the whole time. That's essentially the lifeboat that they have for this. It's big enough for six people if needed, and it does have a couple oars. Other than that, it's open ocean all around you. You do see the port town ahead of you, but it would be quite a distance to swim. What you do find when you make it up into the crow's nest is a short bow and 20 arrows stocked up here. Oh, equip! For the, for the exact case of something like this happening. Uh, well, in that case, I probably want to attack the one that's by Cuddles. So you're going to roll me a d20, uh, and you're going to add five to hit. I'm going to be honest, bro, that that hasn't paid off at all. Still familiarizing yourself with the bow, you seem to not be able to pierce through the thick skin of the squid's arm. It does not <laughs> seem to has, has no effect. You don't get the, the you don't get the idea that the bow is inefficient against it. You just think you didn't hit the right place. And we come back to the top of the order with Jim Lee. Jim Lee, you have a spear. 
you are not adjacent to either of the tentacles, but you do see them on either side of the ship. There are more spears at the mast. There are plenty of spears at the mast. Tossed his spear. Here we go. Sure. You're taking a step back here, and you're going to toss the spear up at the 10 o'clock position. Nice. 16. 16 will hit. Roll a d6 of damage and add plus 3. 8. 8 damage. You throw this spear and you see it hit one of the suckers underneath, which is apparently a point of vulnerability for the tentacle. As it reels back and you hear the thunderous sound underneath uh, the deck again as this tentacle disappears underneath the water in retreat. You still have a bonus action. You no longer have a weapon in your hands. Okay, back to the uh, main mast. Sure. You run back here and you pick up a spear. You're re-armed. Next up... Cuddles. I will throw my spear at the guy who's getting flung around the air with one tentacle. Sure. So roll to hit. You're going to add plus four to that. 16 plus four. That'll hit. So roll a d6 and add plus two. Four. Four. You do four more damage to that guy, but he is given the opportunity to escape because the tentacle has been hit. Uh, he rolls a nat one and holds on harder. <laughs> he he's twenty feet up in the air. He's a little scared. He doesn't want to be dropped down that far. Trying to save the guy, man. I assume you pick up another spear from the mast. Yeah. You rearm yourself. Okay, and then we come to the tentacles. That tentacle has one guy in his grip, gripping harder. One that got hit by first mate will take a swing at him. He ducks it. He loses his feather though out of his hat. And the one next to Sheeran is going to start looking for him. Kind of slithers on the deck, rolling around, trying to find out where he is, and grabs an ankle and pulls it out from under him. He hits his head hard against the deck, but he doesn't seem to do too much damage to him. And then the last one will take another swing at Cuddles. Die. It won't actually hit you. Uh, it's one less than your AC. That'd be those cat-like reflexes, don't you? Cat-like reflexes, exactly. Jumps out of the way. Okay, which moves us now onto the crew's turn. Guy is going to stab down at the uh, arm. He's just trying to get out. He isn't able to pierce through with the shiv. Trang is going to take a swing. He makes another solid hit. Reaches back with his cutlass and swings fully across his body, slicing into the tentacle in front of him. The crewmate, she's going to take another swing, but does not connect this time around. At this point with the crew, you do see three... More crewmates come up from below. Up comes a couple of crewmates, and Chop shows up, too. Trang turns back and goes, It's about time you showed up. No duties for you. Dinner can wait. Uh, and we'll come to Sherlock. Up in the crow's nest, peering over with bow and arrow. You say that one tentacle has Sheeran? This one has grappled Sheeran. You're right. I will give him the grappled uh, attribute as well. Him. Sure. Roll a d20. You add plus five to hit. The arrow goes flying by, almost hitting Sheeran, and disappears into the water of the ocean. Uh, that would bring us back around to Jim Lee. One on the, the left looks real juicy. Uh, that You've seen that one take a couple of decent hits. Okay, tossing the spear. You crank your arm behind you and whip it forward, releasing the spear from your hand. Yeah, before adding plus five to that, that's going to hit. Uh, roll a d6 and add plus three. Eight more damage to that, and that one will also retreat beneath the waves. 
the tentacles quickly re uh, retracting off the ship. Uh, we are going to roll a wisdom save to see if the Kraken remains. Oh, passes with flying colors. He is angry, if anything. He is more upset that this has not been going how he planned it. So we do have Cuddles up next. A Hawkeye at the same tentacle as holding that one really? Sure. Yep. Give us a roll. 11 plus whatever. 15 will hit, so roll a d6 and add plus 2. Five, five more damage. Uh, that gives the crewmate an opportunity to escape. He does not. <laughs> he, he, he seems to wrap it in a bear hug uh, and, and stays attached to the tentacle. I assume you rearm. Would you like to move anywhere? No, I'm good. I'm trying to save my boy over there. Ten, ten tackles will go again. Uh, first off, the tentacle that's been in your face the whole time. You pull the spear off of the center mast and immediately turn, facing the facing a tentacle that looks like it's coming crashing down on the ship. Will not hit. That's another 11. Sheeran will take another hit as the tentacle tries to pull him off the deck. Um, Sheeran will attempt to break loose and will not manage to break out. So he has two crewmates there beside him trying to pull him away with that. Trank goes running up and grabs onto the, the rope that takes you up to the crow's nest. And from five feet off the ground, will swing his saber while holding onto that. First swing will miss. The second swing is a natural 20. One fluid motion continues the sword around, swinging it across, cleaving the tentacle completely in twain. It's still moving around on the deck. We're eating calamari tonight, boys. <laughs> uh, Chops kind of hangs back a bit. You can tell that the chef position never said anything about combat. That does bring us up to Sherlock again. More time. Let's save Sheeran. 17. 17 will hit. It's going to be Nine. a D6 plus 3. 3, so 6. Finally feeling like you have the feel of the borrowed bow, you reach over again, pinpointing an area you feel will be particularly vulnerable, and pulling back to your fullest extent, you unleash an arrow that flies true, puncturing into the tentacle. Back to Jim Lee. Uh, and actually, now that we've had another tentacle to go down, he is loving it. These tentacles are <laughs> sticking around, making wisdom saves left and right. Okay, we're back to Jim Lee. Let's uh, shake things up. Go for the up. Save this motherfucker. 19. 19 plus 5. 24. Yep, 24. yep, 24 hit. 5. 5 is still going to be enough for this tentacle to, to, to slowly drift down. And uh, it does drop the crewmate who is so attached to it, who goes, No, I'm not ready for him to leave. <laughs> Next up is Cuddles. I guess I will. Do I get charge attack? I'll move to charge and attack the tentacle this time. Of course. Yeah, yeah, you're up in melee. 17 plus 2. That'll hit. Roll me a d8 plus 2. 6. You rolled a 6? Yeah. Plus 2 is 8? Gripping the spear in two hands, you decide that throwing it is no longer good enough. You run forward, stabbing up. It will drop Sheeran. It is not a fan of that, and it disappears into the depths below as your ship becomes unencumbered once more. Sheeran, dusting himself off, looks up at you, and then looks at his crewmates and says, thanks, boys. Crewmates didn't do shit. <laughs> crewmates also didn't embarrass me at the tables last night. Alas. We'll take that as the price <laughs> of embarrassment. Oh, Captain, let's get the fuck out of here. I couldn't agree more, boys. Right, Mr. Silver, let's get this moving. 
buoys up in the top, wrap the sails, pull them tight. And the ship lurches as, as it, it moves back into life. Jim Lee, you are approached by first mate Trang. He goes, I see that thee didn't bring us a bunch of weaklings along this trip this time. You seem to know your way about a weapon, even if that's not the weapon of choice, I suppose, as a dwarf, you don't really do too much with a spear, but you handled yourself well out there. Stoic as ever, I see. Once we come to shore, it's well we'll have to part ways. I, uh, unfortunately, there isn't any room on my crew for you. If there's going to be more of these squids about, I really wish we could take you with. But we'll be able to offer you an opportunity. Once you get to shore, there is a occupation that many of our passengers, you could say, take on. I'd, I'd point you towards the Explorer's Guild. Now, uh, I don't know how much you know about uh, Port Hot, but it is unfortunately surrounded by wilds. Uh, wild both being the native tribes that are around there and uh, the nature of the land. Much of it is unmapped, and the Explorer's Guild maps it, so to speak. Not everyone goes there to work, because obviously it's the more dangerous line of work, but they pay well enough, and they will equip you. If you need armor, if you need weapons, they will give you your weapon of choice and your armor of choice, assuming you survive. I would go and look for Hinta Charlemagne. He's the man you want to talk to. He's part of recruiting there, and he'll give out missions. Tell him that Trang sent you towards him, and that'll get you in there. It's dangerous work, but if this battle was any evidence towards it, I'm sure you can handle it out there. Uh, your friends also look like they'd be good to bring with you. I'd apply as a group. Anyways, I've got to bring the ship into port. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you calling everyone Mom? <laughs> and uh, the ship continues forward. The one crewmate spends most of his time looking over. No sign of the squid, as far as you guys can tell. And the distance closes. Sherlock, mm -hmm. you are tracked down by cops. I know you're the brains of the operation <laughs> in between the boys that you have. I know it was your idea to ask for the keys. And I've done a quick inventory, and I know you guys took your fair share. I probably shouldn't have been in my cups last night. Can't do anything about that now, but I would like to point you towards someone friendly out there. Perhaps you can get a new start. The local pub, you go find the sheltered cove. We have a Brotherhood of Cooks. There's a good man there. Nubs, they call him. He's missing a couple of fingers from chopping on the high seas. That's a good place to find information, and hopefully you won't have to go taking advantage of no more chefs in the near future. <laughs> Thanks, Chop. Your oh. salted meat was particularly chewy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exactly how I try and cook it. <laughs> hey, all, all said, you three were some of the uh, less obtrusive visitors we've had about our ship. And I appreciate she's taking it easy on us. <laughs> Nubs, local pub. At the sheltered cove. Got it. Yes. You stand in the middle of a ship of bustling activity. The crew is scattered across the ship, making all the necessary preparations for port. Bodies scuttle about, making small repairs to the damages caused by the attack, making note of places that may require more serious attention. You notice other crew members deftly crawling along the mast, beginning to pull sails and slow the approach. The mood across the whole ship seems palpable. There is excited anticipation amongst the crew, some of whom grab spears from the main mast, ready to help guide the ship in. 
Beyond those moving around you, you see for the first time Port Hot. I think that's where we'll leave it. This has been episode two of Unicorns Unite Presents Hold My Dice. I've been your game master. My name's Austin. I'm Derek, playing Cuddles and the Cat. I'm Mike. I'm Sherlock Gnomes. I'm James, and playing Jim Lee. Signing off. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for episode one of Hold My Dice. I hope you guys all enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording. As per usual, you can get a hold of us at holdmycontact at gmail.com. Also, we can be found on Instagram at uunicornsunite. That's the letter U, Unicorns Unite. No spaces. You can check there for news about our other show, So You Think You Know, and any updates pertaining to Hold My Dice. Thanks, and we'll see you next episode.